This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. And here's George talking about movies. That's right, George is back at the Marie, mate. G'day, mate. Welcome to Level 2. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, 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 welcome. Yes, yes. Uh, and you know, one good thing about lockdown is time to watch films online. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't, don't have to go to the movies. Don't have to go. But not that that's a chore. And to be honest, you want to watch some films in the theatre. Like June is being released real soon. Well, yes, that's the plan. Yeah, and it's simultaneously being, like a lot of films are now, being put out on, um, you know, pay, pay per view mm. um, television at the same time as being on. Not pay-per-view, but paid television. Uh, at the same time as coming out at the movies. But you that's a cinematic experience, right? There's certain films you want to watch in the cinema. You have to watch. Yeah, especially a film like that. But yeah, a film like this, uh, Schumacher, screening on uh, Netflix, uh, is definitely a film that doesn't really need to be uh, viewed uh, in the theatre. So... Um, Schumacher is a documentary uh, about Michael Schumacher, who um, I feel like... In terms of timing, I guess, like, Netflix produced a a whole new generation of Formula One fans through its show um, Drive to Survive, uh, which has done its third season and is filming its fourth season, which really kind of showed the characters and storylines of the last few Formula One uh, seasons. Like, Drive to Survive is... like excellent sort of insight into this sport uh, at the you know highest level of of motor racing. Um, Mick Schumacher, Michael Schumacher's son, is also now in Formula One um, in a horrible team called called Haas. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, it's good to have family teams. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could. Oh, I could talk about Formula One for ages, but regardless, so yeah, that, I mean that's the that's the sort of environment within which we find this film uh, Schumacher, <clears throat> released on Netflix, as I said, and really a a sort of propaganda piece. Now that you know Schumacher is, um, you know, um, sort of well, no one knows what he's up to. Uh, so obviously, in two thousand thirteen. Schumacher had his um, snowing uh, skiing accident. Mm, mm, um, tree. Yeah, hit his head. He was wearing a, a helmet and stuff. I mean, he'd been since his retirement doing a whole lot of extreme sports, uh, and you know, ended up hitting his head. Uh, and so the family is very private about it. In this documentary, we don't really learn anything at all uh, about his current situation um, I think he's pretty uh, brain damaged really, it's quite sad um, but yeah the documentary pretty standard, I mean like as far as Formula 1 documentaries go, you know Senna I, uh, um, is probably the kind of Formula 1 documentary and Drive to Survive as I mentioned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I don't think does does the job that that Senna, the the documentary Senna did about Eton Senna, uh, who died in '94 in a in a accident in in Italy. Crazy accident too, wasn't it? Yes. Going yeah. sideways into that wall. 
Um, and there's a it it, it uh, kind of covers that a bit in Schumacher. And I mean, Schumacher, this documentary is a good sort of history, but it's not a critique of a sort of cultural figure, right? It's more a propaganda piece. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really delve in, into the sort of testimony is very limited. Like they talk like Seb. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, another German uh, Formula One champion uh, who won with Red Bull. He's there for like two seconds. He says something nice about Schumacher. Um, the only bit of conflict we get is maybe a bit of David Coulthard uh, talking yeah. talking about Schumacher running into him. Um, but we don't, you know, Schumacher was a a, uh, a very aggressive ruthless. driver, right? He was ruthless. Yeah. Uh, we don't get like insight into for example uh monaco qualifying one year he crashes on purpose to keep pole position that was yeah yeah things like this that like you know i mean schumacher was a a, a god um for many people uh but this this you know uh film kind (laughs) of takes that as as literal right and and doesn't sort of um, rub it up the wrong way and I think because this documentary wouldn't have been made uh, unless it was really a, a movie that was being made by the family so yeah that's unfortunate um, but I love this I, you know I love the I love that sort of cultural icon stuff you know he's a he's a god who's you know in a in a twist of fate and irony falls over on a skiing trip um uh, uh, you know, it was a bit more worse than just falling over. But really, you know, it's, it's amazing. This guy, you know, risks his life every Sunday for a few years and then in, in retirement just falls over. Man, that's um, what happens. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, if you sort of trade your soul with the uh, F1 gods, then that's your sort of uh, sacrifice that you have to make later on in life. Um, fall over. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you become ruthless, right? I mean, you probably start out in F1, as everyone does, with starry eyes and, like, hopes and dreams of winning a race and getting a pole, you mm. know, because pole's huge. Mm. More, It's bigger than you think. It's not just about being on the front of the grid. You've got a pole position. It's, it's such an amazing achievement. Yeah. And it's some of people's greatest achievements ever, just getting on pole. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get, like, I guess once you get to your third title, especially if you get them on the road, like, if you don't win the next title, like... You're you're not good. Yeah, you're yeah. not feeling good about yourself. Yeah, so there was a, <clears throat> I guess the the documentary does actually centre quite a bit around that that gap between Schumacher's uh, Benetton championships in the nineties mm. and then him joining Ferrari and really making kind of Ferrari and Schumacher connected in in our cultural memory. Uh, but t- it took a while. It took a few years yeah. for him to because um, because McLaren and and. Uh, uh, Mika Hakkinen were, were so were so dominant. Mika Hakkinen, um, yeah, great yeah. driver. Yeah, he's so Mika Hakkinen, the 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 um, uh, Formula One champion in the in the nineties. Uh, he's a Finn, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's a good history of Finns in Formula One, and I, I love their sort of personality. They've all, oh, they're, all got a similar personality. Yeah, oh, all, well, most of the Scandinavians really in it. They're, yeah, they're all just cool and kind of yeah yeah <laughs> and they're scary in a way yeah. I, yeah yeah so he he he's probably the highlight he's actually in this documentary quite a bit mm. but yeah as i said probably not the most critical look at a at a big cultural icon uh, more of a propaganda piece but yeah. nonetheless like yeah if if you're interested in formula one go watch drive to survive uh, instead if you're a formula one diehard then i don't 
uh, have to tell you to go watch this because you've, you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've already seen it. You've already seen it. You know, I, I feel so, sorry for Ralph. And what's he like in this film? Because Ralph was was um, Schumacher's brother. Mm. Uh, he drove for I think Williams uh, and a few other teams, Toyota. Yeah. Uh, uh, throughout his career, he had some race wins um, mm-hmm. and a, a great driver in his own right. Yeah. But, you know, imagine playing you're just sick and fiddle to you. You'd probably just go, oh, screw this! I want to go race IndyCar because there's no point. I like living in the shadow of my brother forever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really in- interesting. Uh, he should probably just say, uh, change his last name and try and strike out on his own or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's in this. A, he's in this a little bit, but again, like that sort of conflict uh, is totally uh, like sanitized in this movie right you could have had something interesting uh, you know it would be interesting to know what Ralph Schumacher thought about racing against uh, his you know goat brother um, yeah but it, 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 it never really uh, gets to that point uh, in in this um, yeah it's Huss what, they are using Ferrari engines right yeah yeah, yeah here we go so I wonder if it's going to be a feeder for Mick yeah, Sorry, I know we're not just talking about the film now. We're just starting to sound like yeah. F one because I've got so many things I want to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wonder, you know, because you can't really sh- put him straight into a Ferrari. No, no, um, no. He'll, he'll he'll grind it out at the back, I imagine. Uh, Schumacher. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, sure. I wonder how long that's going to last. So Schumacher's son Mick is in a team called Haas, which was started by a NASCAR dude. Uh, and has been basically broke and, and bought out by a, a Russian oligarch uh, to some extent. So it's the only American F1 team, but it's actually pretty much a Russian team. Uh, and is is uh, their drivers is Mick Schumacher and one of the most hated drivers in F1, uh, Nikita Mazepin, uh, whose dad owns the team pretty much. Yeah, and guess who the test driver is? Emerson Filippoldi's grandson. Yeah, yeah. The, the, wow. The Fittipaldi's, um still have their fingers in lots of pies. That is crazy. It's a family sport, right? It's, yeah, it's, totally. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I feel like, and I, I, again, I feel like this movie is a reflection of that exclusivity, that that, mm. that royal family kind of... Well, that was the thing about Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah. Getting to where he got. Because it's a money and family game. It's a connections game now. You need to have the hookups. Like, for Brendan Hartley to get in as well was shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they didn't come with the money. You pay for your seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You pay for your seat either in connections or in just straight cold, hard cash. Yeah. There's that term pay driver, but in, in reality, they're all pay drivers, right? They all bring some sort of sponsor or, or yeah. something like that. Uh, or have the political connections. Yeah. Because Gil... Gill Trap Motors wasn't going to pay enough money to, get, to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. keep Brendan in the seat. Uh, yeah, anyway, oh, we're getting off course now. I mean, oh, we're totally on course with the subject, but yeah, the film. Because <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. we should do an F1 review. <laughs> uh, and I'll give my friend um, Ben Sargent a call too. He'll be keen for that. Um, right, anyway, yep. so uh, watch the film uh, if you're interested in F1 or interested in the story of, uh, well, kind of a story of Schumacher, but mm-hmm. don't expect too much from it in terms of an actual real story about. Uh, who he was and how he raced mm. uh, maybe we'll have to wait until he sadly passes away um, and yeah go watch Senna uh, go watch the great film about McLaren as well that was kind of panned by the critics I really enjoyed that to be honest but it was a New Zealand connection so of course I was going to <laughs> yeah, um, McLaren had a good weekend 
uh, the other weekend. They in, did. In Monza. They did. I was really stoked about that with Aaron Ricciardo. All right. Hey, uh, thanks, George. All right. Yeah. Uh, maybe finally got a chance to talk about Formula One. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Radio One ninety one FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.